Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Monday the 12th of April. You're listening to Breakfast with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Don't forget you can watch the show live. We are streaming right now on YouTube and on Twitter. Coming up, the Queen has said that the death of her husband, the Duke of Edinburgh, had left a huge void in her life. The country is now officially in a week of national mourning until the Duke of Edinburgh's funeral on Saturday. Meanwhile, we're one step closer to freedom today. Thousands of pubs, shops and restaurants reopen for the first time in many months today. Last night, Boris Johnson Johnson welcomed the major step forwards towards normality, but he also urged everyone to behave responsibly. And more than half of people in England are living in areas with almost no new COVID cases. This as we've rolled out almost 40 million vaccines. 6.34 is the time. This is Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company on this um, absolutely beautiful, beautiful morning, certainly where I am uh, in London. Absolutely stunning sunrise this morning. Bitterly, bitterly, bitterly cold day today. And and as I was saying to James Max a few moments ago, a, a real mixed bag uh, today. And I think there are an awful lot of people in this country who, who are feeling still very sad. And uh, I mean, shocked, I think would be the wrong word, given uh, his age. But the Duke of Edinburgh's death on Friday, obviously a, a, a moment in our national history. Well, whatever your views on the royals, he's a man who's been a, a part of our lives, a part of uh, our, our nation's history uh, and, and our nation's uh, you know currency right now. Now, um, for for so many, many, many decades, and obviously a key part of the royal family and the the Queen's uh, rock, uh, as we've been hearing uh, from so many well wishers over the last week, over over the last few days. Uh, but obviously, on a day when people are obviously still sort of coming to terms with that, and people marking the funeral ahead on Saturday, a day when a lot of people, frankly, you know, desperate to get back to their real lives, desperate to get back to some semblance of normality, with the great reopening, the twelfth of April reopening of shops and restaurants and pubs. Uh, and hairdressers and gyms and zoos and, and, and all of the like, even down to the things, little things like driving lessons resuming uh, for those teenagers desperate to get some independence. So to talk about all of that and, of course, plenty of other stories as well, including, of course, Mr David Cameron, uh, former Prime Minister and not very good lobbyist, it would transpire. I'm joined this morning by Darren Grimes. He's director of Reasoned UK. They're a conservative channel and he joins us this morning. Good morning to you, Darren. Morning, Julia. Good morning. Lovely to talk to you. Now, um, you were all over social media um, on Friday and over the weekend. You are an absolutely staunch royalist, aren't you? Absolutely adore the Queen and Prince Philip. And um, and, and you've been paying some lovely tributes uh, to the Prince over the last few days. 
Yeah, I mean, what's really struck me, I think, over recent days hasn't actually been the outpouring of, of tributes for the Duke of Edinburgh. It's actually probably expected, right, yeah. that we, there would be such a, a, I guess, glowing tribute from for what is considered to be the, the nation's grandfather, ultimately. I think he's probably been the royal that would most like to go to the pub with, so it probably seems <laughs> yes. appropriate, right, that we're getting back to the pub the day. Absolutely, but... absolutely. And also Boris Johnson saying he wasn't going, he was going to go and raise a pint before he had a haircut. A lot of people might have a different opinion on that as our Prime Minister, but he said that uh, you know he wouldn't go to the pub today but out, of, out of you know respect uh, for Prince mm. Philip. But there are a lot of people pointing out, ah, Prince Philip would probably think you should go to the pub. Absolutely. He'd want as little fuss as possible as well. So going to the pub would seem entirely appropriate. And I mean, the man, right, I think why he's so respected around the country and there has been such an outpouring of support. He was, as I say, the nation's granddad, but a war veteran that dragged the British monarchy into the 21st century, despite the fact that the establishment class at the time were thought he had gone mad, essentially. But I think he's been responsible for the monarchy's popularity and survival to this day. So I, I think it really does as well, Julia, and you'll know this better than most, having done this show day in, day out mm. for years now. There's been this sort of prevailing narrative, hasn't there, that this is a country that is a, a, a basically a failed state yes. and that we're not united. And since Brexit, you know, it's been this narrative that we're divided and all the rest of it. I actually think this nation's collective state of grief over the last few days around this one central figure somewhat puts that idea to bed. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you say you use the word grief. I, I, I always worry that I'm sort of out of out of tune with a lot of uh, the general public on a lot of these things. I mean, not because of my you know, views on royalty, because that's about an institution as opposed to the mm. actual people. And I, I can hundred percent tell you that Prince Philip is absolutely hands down my favourite royal because he's <laughs> because he's so just sort of oh for goodness sake get on with it. Very much my kind of person. Um, I, I like to think we'd have got on very well, but uh, um, but but this is the thing is he, I, I, he died at 99 i mean mm -hmm. a life well lived i mean I, I mean what a life and i think a lot of us didn't know I, i'm ashamed of myself not knowing an awful lot about his life uh, before actually maybe i think a lot of us learned more during the watching the crown and i know an mm -hmm. awful lot of that was fictionalized wasn't an actually accurate representation but when you did actually read the pieces explaining what was true and what was not an extraordinary life a, a terrible 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 childhood um and and what he's overcome and the fact that you know he's obviously an incredibly intelligent gifted learned mm -hmm. man and and what he's done over the years um just in a very impressive life and, I, and I, in my view my feeling is very much he was someone who we've all known you, you, everyone in this country has grown up with Prince Philip as someone who was always somewhere there in the background alongside the Queen uh, and leading the way on the royal front and, and again whatever one's views on the royalty nevertheless we do have uh, a, a, a royal family in this country but but also the fact that you know he lived such a wonderful long life in, and in most of it in darn good health as well mm. and for me this is a time when people should be celebrating I mean, those of us who were not personally grieving as having lost a loved one um, mm. but celebrating a life well lived and the contribution he's made to public life and to the the Queen's life, obviously, um, and, and celebrating someone having had such a wonderful life for 99 years. May we all live uh, so long and so healthily and have such a, uh, a wonderful life, children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and all of that. Um, but, I mean, the thing is, your heart does go out to 
obviously his children, because again, it, even though these people are public personas, they are still, you know, fathers and mm -hmm. grandfathers and, 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 you know, brothers and things like that, but also crucially, of course, to the Queen. Now, um, we saw uh, the Duke of York coming out for the first time in a long time uh, under cover of uh, th this event. Uh, but Duke of York, uh, Prince Andrew, uh, coming out uh, of church yesterday alongside um, Prince Edward and his wife Sophie, saying that Philip's death um, had, the Queen said, left a huge void in her life. And this is going to be the real worry. 74 years married. Now, no marriage is perfect. Let's not pretend their marriage was perfect because no one's is. But um, to be together for so many decades and to have one person who has been through all of it with you all of those years, um, that's going to be such a such a blow to the Queen at the age of 94, isn't it? Absolutely. But I think the one of the reasons why a lot of people do feel like I think many people have messaged me saying I can't actually believe my response to this. I can't believe I feel as sort of I, I, not upset, but I feel a, a, la a sort of sense of this is really sad. This is sad for the nation in a way in which I never anticipated doing so. And I think that's because the Duke of Edinburgh represented something different, Julia. He represented the sort of last of that selfless generation that sacrificed so so very much for this country and this idea that the sort of the mm. spoiled millennial generation yeah. isn't going to be anywhere near as selfless and determined as as his generation was so i think that's where ultimately this sort of sorrow for the nation's grandfather comes from because he uh, he reminds me of my granddad i don't know about you and, and your family but i think that's where that sort of it comes from it's part of the national psyche yeah. that we can't sort of or we do accept that that generation's gone now and that is actually sad yeah i do i mean talking of the younger generation of course of the funeral arrangements are, are rather different i mean he wasn't planning and didn't want as he said he didn't want to fuss didn't want a big mm. uh, huge event um and uh, and it was going to be a private funeral, although, although televised, um, but, but 800 people. And again, there is an element mm. where you think, well, you, you, you've probably met an awful lot of people in your time as a, as a, <laughs> as a, as a, as a royal consort. And, and, uh, and so 800 people was the plan. Of course, COVID rules right now, uh, 30 people. I've gotten a lot of stick on Twitter on, on, on Friday, having just asked the question, what is the plan for the funeral? That was my first thought, because we know that, you know, immediately everything springs into action. Operation Fourth Bridge, uh, this, uh, the plans for his funeral were, and they'd been rehearsals for them and the like. And there were going to obviously be, you know, major, major big uh, events uh, marking his death. And of course, the funeral arrangements have to uh, abide by coronavirus rules. And I'm sorry, I, I do think it is important that the royal family lead by example on that. With so many people have lost loved ones to COVID and everything else in the last year and, and had to force, you know, I, mean, I think, horrifically and unnecessarily not mm -hmm. having the funerals and the goodbyes that they wanted to do. But um, only 30 people. The prime minister has given up his spot. So a family member can attend. Prince Harry, not Meghan, who's obviously heavily pregnant, but Prince Harry, uh, we were told, was, is going to be returning from uh, America. In fact, he's already landed at Heathrow uh, yesterday. He's ready to do his five days of isolation ahead of the funeral. Although, of course, um, that's assuming, obviously, negative tests you know, before and after. Um, but even if he hadn't landed already, he would still be allowed. The COVID rules do allow for um, people to leave quarantine to attend a funeral of a close family member, but then return to self-isolation. But this, of course, significantly, 
actually is the first time that Harry is back in the UK since March last year. And the first time since, of course, that big Oprah Winfrey interview and all of the shenanigans that followed on from that, that he's going to be seeing the royal family. So walking, we understand, behind the 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 the, uh, the, the coffin with his brother and others. So um, perhaps, perhaps an opportunity for the family to all make amends with each other. Yes, I'm, I well actually speaking of before I answer that question before I saw on Twitter as well that I was getting a lot of grief asking the question will Prince Harry have to self-isolate so it seems to me Julia that we've both asked questions over this yeah. weekend and been met but by I, a torrent I, of abuse. I feel very strongly that the, the politicians and royalty and people in power and be rich should obey the same rules that the rest of us are being asked to be and, and all credit to the Queen she has always done that and marked all of that and I think it is very important I, I think it is very simple that we are all in this together. Uh, I really do. And I and I, I, gen- I think those are pertinent questions, that there shouldn't be one rule for others. When we know that millions of families are struggling, missing loved ones around the country, and hundreds of thousands, possibly even more than that, maybe millions, who are unable to see loved ones abroad because there's isolation rules, and the quarantine rules and the ban on travel. I think it is important. But, but you know, Harry is doing it all within the rules. Well, exactly. Yeah. And it reminds me of the sort of war when the royal family lost a lot of their royal estate to bombing during the Second World Mm. War. The royal family said they were able to turn around to the East End and say, we can look you in the eye now. And I think it's very much still part of that. Well, the royal family can't be seen to be above Mm. the, the law or coronavirus restrictions. Now, Julia, you and I will argue until blue in the face about how daft and cruel, yes. frankly, many of these regulations cruel are. Cruel is the word, yeah. It, it, I think it is. I mean, I remember last year we lost my mother's youngest sister and my mother was told she couldn't sit next to my grandmother, for goodness sake, yeah. who was breaking her heart at the loss of her daughter. That's how horrible the, and cruel these restrictions have been. By the way, my mother refused to do so and I actually think that Good she is her. amazing for doing that, absolutely. But I look, whether or not Prince Harry comes around that apparently Prince Philip himself, the Duke of Edinburgh, thought the interview was mad. Some of the papers are are running today, Mm. the interview with Oprah, that is. So whether or not there can be this grand family reconciliation, I don't know. But it would strike me that at a time like this, they all need each other. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yes, exactly. Well, look, um, we're going to turn our attention to the other, as a big, big, big story of the day, the pubs and the uh, restaurants reopening outdoors today. Uh, the shops indoors, hairdressers, barbers, gyms, whatever floats your boat. And we're also going to talk about David Cameron as well. And uh, all of that coming up. In- the Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.